Welcome to the Ivy Church podcast. For more podcasts and information about Ivy Church, go to ivychurch.org. Well, good morning, everybody. I am super honored and delighted to be part of this Summer of Miracles series. I want to thank all the team here at Ivy for doing such a sterling job. And in fact, I think I'm going to embarrass him right now. I want to thank Mark Tucson, who's doing the recording today. He is a legend. And so if you see him anywhere, give him a big thumbs up and tell him how amazing he is. And then I also want to just say, I absolutely love my church. I'll say it again and again. I love Ivy Church. For those who don't know who I am, my name is Lynn Swart. I am a part of Ivy Church, but I also oversee a charity uh, based out in Cape Town called New Day United. And if you want to know more about that, do visit our website. But before I start, I just want us to pause. I want us to lift our heads up and let's pray and invite the presence of God. I want to thank you for allowing me the privilege of being in your homes, but let's invite more of the presence of God to fill your home right now. So let's put our hands up, let's lift our heads, and let's invite the Lord. Lord, thank you. Thank you so, so much for all your goodness to us. Thank you for your presence, and thank you for your power. And Lord, we ask right now that you would meet with us in the most extraordinary ways. Show your goodness, show your grace, show your power. And Lord, that we would know as we come to the end of this morning that you would have met with us. We would say, yes, we feel a burning inside of us because God has been in our home, in our house. And so I said at the beginning of our time, this is a theme of Summer of Miracles, and we've been hearing so many stories of miracles. In fact, I've even experienced a miracle over this last little while, and miracles shout of God's kindness to us. We all love miracle stories. I do. And I have an amazing story, and I'm not going to spend too much time on it, but that I was in a wheelchair, and God supernaturally healed me. But he didn't just heal me physically, he healed me in my soul, and he healed me in my spirit. And so I want to encourage us over the summer, let's be alive to miracles. But even more than that, let's be alive to the God of miracles and let him show his miraculous love in so many ways to us every day. These past few Sundays, we've been looking at the life of Elijah and Elisha, incredible guys who were just very ordinary but extraordinary in the hands of their God. And today we're going to have a look at another story that is found in 2 Kings chapter 2 and verses 1 to 5. When the Lord was about to take Elijah up to heaven in a whirlwind, Elijah and Elisha were on their way from Gilgal. Elijah said to Elisha, Stay here, the Lord has sent me to Bethel. But Elisha said, As surely as the Lord lives and as you live, I will not leave you. 
So they went down to Bethel. The company of the prophets at Bethel came out to Elisha and asked, Do you know that the Lord is going to take your master from you today? Yes, I know, Elisha replied, so be quiet. Then Elijah said to him, Stay here, Elisha, the Lord has sent me to Jericho. And he replied, As surely as the Lord lives and as you live, I will not leave you. So they went to Jericho. The company of the prophets at Jericho went up to Elisha and asked him, Do you know that the Lord is going to take your master from you today? Yes, I know, he replied, so be quiet. Then Elijah said to him, Stay here, the Lord has sent me to the Jordan. And he replied, As surely as the Lord lives and as you live, I will not leave you. So the two of them walked on. Fifty men from the company of the prophets went and stood at a distance, facing the place where Elijah and Elisha had stopped at the Jordan. Elijah took his cloak, rolled it up and struck the water with it. The water divided to the right and to the left, and the two of them crossed over on dry ground. When they had crossed, Elijah said to Elisha, Tell me, what can I do for you before I am taken from you? Let me inherit a double portion of your spirit, Elisha replied. You have asked a difficult thing, Elijah said, yet if you see me when I am taken from you, it will be yours, otherwise it will not. As they were walking and talking together, suddenly a chariot of fire and horses of fire appeared and separated the two of them, and Elijah went up to heaven in a whirlwind. Elijah saw this and cried out, My father, my father, the chariots and horsemen of Israel. And Elisha saw him no more, then he took hold of his garment and tore it in two. Elisha then picked up Elijah's cloak that had fallen from him, and went back and stood on the bank of the Jordan. He took the cloak that had fallen from Elijah and struck the water with it. Where now is the Lord, the God of Elijah? he asked. When he struck the water, it divided to the right and to the left, and he crossed over. The company of the prophets from Jericho, who were watching, said the spirit of Elijah is resting on Elisha, and they went to meet him and bowed to the ground before him. Look, they said, we your servants have fifty able men. Let them go and look for your master. Perhaps the spirit of the Lord has picked him up and set him down on some mountain or in some valley. No, Elisha replied, do not send them. But they persisted until he was too embarrassed to refuse. So he said, send them. And they sent fifty men who searched for three days but did not find him. When they returned to Elisha, who was staying in Jericho, he said to them, Didn't I tell you not to go? I want to thank the Novelle boys for doing such a sterling job of reading that scripture for us. All of us at some time in our lives have had a hero, somebody who has significantly impacted our life. For me, one of my heroes is an amazing woman called Eileen Wallace, who went to be with the Lord a number of years ago. Now, Eileen and Arthur were pioneers in the charismatic movement here in the UK. And they have made it possible for us to be able to enjoy such fullness of the Holy Spirit. And Eileen invested in my life over many, many years. She had this ability to be able to probe, to be able to ask awkward questions, to be able to challenge some character areas in my life. 
And I remember saying to her, Eileen, you know, at times it feels like you've got a knife and you're sticking it into me and you're turning it. And I can almost feel like I'm dying and yet I'm coming alive. And one of the scriptures that Eileen gave to me was this Psalm 16, the boundary lines have fallen to me in pleasant places and how rich is the inheritance therein. My title for today is Hero Making, that there's no success without a successor. And we see this so brilliantly portrayed in the relationship between Elijah and Elisha. Over the last few weeks, we've been hearing stories about their journey together. And I just want to remind you again that Elijah's name means God is Yahweh, and Elisha's name is God is our Savior. And so Elisha followed Elijah when Elijah called him. And so he followed him and he, he observed him, he served him, he learned from him, and he became a prophetic man in his own right. And so the story in 2 Kings chapter 1 starts with an awareness coming that Elijah is going to leave. Now, how did they know that? Well, they were prophetic. So they had seen it in the, in the, in the prophetic. The prophetic is just basically this, that you are able to discern the plans and the purposes of heaven. Just really simply, that's what it is. And not only did Elijah and Elisha know this, but it says there was a company of 50 other prophets. So it was confirmed by others as well. But before the journey comes where Elijah leaves the earth, there is a significant journey that Elijah and Elisha take together. And in that passage in 2 Kings chapter 1, we see that they start off in Gilgal. Now, Gilgal is a very interesting part of Hebrew history, and it means the circle of stones. What is that all about? It's a reminder, a remembrance of God being with them. It was a place of consecration. And so they start in Gilgal, and then from there, they move to Bethel. Now, Bethel means this, a house, the house of God, a place of encounter and presence from there, on this little journey that they're going on, they go to Jericho. And this is where we, we read about this in the book of Joshua. So this is where faith is instilled and battles are won. And finally, they come to the Jordan River. It's incredible that the Jordan River is mentioned over a hundred times in the Bible. And the word Jordan actually means a descent so it comes down from Mount Hermon and it descends all the way, all the way down into the lowest area of the Dead Sea. But it also means this in the spiritual area, it means the place of crossing. And it also, if we look at the life of Jesus, that he went down to the Jordan and he was baptized in the Jordan. In other words, he descended but then he ascended into the call and the purpose that God had on his life. And so Elijah takes Elisha on this journey. 
And you know, I feel that, that we need to be able to pause for a few seconds here because the Bible is full of heavenly intention for us. And so through this journey, Elijah is reminding Elisha again that there are promises to be taken and consecration of heart to be made. That when we do that, we find ourselves in the house or the home of God and enjoy his presence. And in knowing him, he instills within us faith so that we can fight battles in the spirit. But then what begins to happen in that is that we begin to die to ourselves and come alive in God. And I feel that's almost like a prophetic word for some of you. He is the Lord of your journey. But in this journey that these guys do, there's also three times that Elijah gives Elisha the opportunity to be able to stay behind. In fact, he says this, as surely as the Lord lives and as you live, I will not leave you. And so as Elijah is saying to Elisha, think carefully about this, Elisha's response, and I love it, is no way. I'm not stopping now. In fact, he makes a vow, he says, as surely as the Lord lives, and then he goes on and he says, as you live. In other words, I'm committed to go all the way. And beloved, God wants us to go all the way with him. And then they come to the place of crossing, the Jordan. And here, Elijah and Elijah, who have been traveling with 50 prophets, go the rest of the journey, just the two of them. And there is an intimacy of engagement. No longer just being a part of the 50 and being the special servant of Elijah, Elijah and Elisha now cross the Jordan. And in verse seven, we see that Elijah takes his cloak off. Now the cloak is such an important part of the story because the cloak speaks of power and authority. And so Elijah takes this power and authority and he hits the Jordan River and the Jordan parts. And there is a crossing that these two men make. Beloved, God has us at the Jordan and he is wanting us to make a crossing into all that he has for us. And then there is this interesting question that Elijah puts to Elisha as they make this crossing. Elijah says to Elisha, tell me what can I do for you before I am taken up. Now this for me is an incredible little phrase because Elijah has been the one who has been served by Elisha. But now Elijah looks at Elisha and says, how can I serve you? Beloved, we've got to watch that we are not just building our own lives not just wanting that consumerism, 
that we get stronger and stronger and more powerful. But we've got to realize that in this kingdom call that God has for us, he gives us a baton. And he says to us, I want you to pass that baton on, pass that cloak on to others. It is essential for us to be able to win this incredible kingdom race that we are on. So we receive and then we give away. And we see it all the way through the word. Moses gave to Joshua. David gave to Solomon. Elijah gave to Elisha. And then Paul gives to Timothy. Now when that question comes, tell me what I can do for you before I'm taken up. If I was Elisha, I would have said, no, don't leave. Don't leave. And that's what I did to Eileen Wallace when I knew she was dying of cancer. Eileen, you can't die. How am I going to handle this without you? And she placed her hand on me. She placed her cloak on me. But Elisha makes this incredible statement when Elijah asks him, what can I do for you? And he says to him, let me inherit a double portion of your spirit. Now, that's an incredible statement. But let's just break it up for a little bit here. Let me inherit. Beloved, a hireling doesn't inherit. A son in the house inherits. And here Elisha is asking as a son of Elijah. And he's saying to him, I want a double portion. And that in Hebrew culture was what was given to the firstborn son. What an amazing request. In other words, when we look at the way that Elisha was asking, he was saying, if you were taken up, and I am now going to be about your business. I cannot do this unless you give me a double portion of your spirit. I need that double portion. And you know what it is in, that we see in this? Is that to carry faithfully the God-given tasks that the Lord has for us, we need to be asking from a place of humility and dependence. Lord, I need your double portion. I need you to give me of your spirit. God's work always needs God's equipping. And Elijah says to Elijah, You've asked a difficult thing. In other words, you've asked a big ask here because Elijah knew that actually with a double portion, it's not to puff you up. It's going to be that you are going to be expanded. There is more for you to do. And you need all the grace to be able to fulfill what God has for you. And then Elijah says to him, yet... If you see me when I am taken from you, it will be yours. Otherwise, it will be not. What was Elijah saying here? He was saying, Elisha, it's all about focus. It's all about focus. It's all about maintaining a fascination with what God is about. 
We need to watch, and if you've ever heard me speak, you'll have heard me say this. We need to watch that we do not become professional Christians, that we are no longer fascinated with what God is doing, not just in the good times, but in the tough times that we may face in our lives. And in Hebrews 12, verse 2, Paul says this, looking away from all that would distract us and focusing our eyes on Jesus. And then it goes on, it says, who is the author and the perfecter. He's the initiator and the completer of our faith. And so beloved, I wanna say this to you, don't take your eyes off the prize. Watch intently. Learn diligently and receive humbly. Yes, we receive from the Lord, but I want to say this to you as well. He places people in our lives. We are not meant to go it alone. And so Elisha kept his eyes on Elijah And he saw God come down in his chariot. Imagine that. And scoop him up. I love that story. What a way to go. I wouldn't mind going like that. How about you? And yet in that moment of Elijah leaving Elisha, it says Elisha tore his clothes. And you know, sometimes when our heroes are taken away from us, it can be painful. It can be painful losing those people who have significantly invested in our lives. And that tearing of the cloak speaks of lament, and that's okay. But then he did this. He went and he picked up Elijah's cloak. And then he does, what what Elijah did is the last miracle he does as his first miracle. He followed Elijah and he hit the water and the waters parted, and he crossed over, a double portion. You know, Elisha ministered for 50 years, and according to the records, he did twice the amount that Elijah did, and he did twice the amount of miracles. Elijah's ceiling was Elisha's floor. I'll say that again. Elijah's ceiling was Elisha's floor. And I'm fascinated to see what God wants to do with you and with me. Elisha went on to do incredible things. He had the same spirit as Elijah, but he was a different person. Let's not try and be that person who is our hero. Let's learn from them. Let's glean from them. And let's be the best expression of who God wants us to be. And so let's get to, as we close now, I just want to share this with you. You know, as prophets, One of the things that we need to do is not only speak into the prophetic life of the church, but we need to begin to say, Lord, give me a prophetic voice in such a way that I can help people find their way back to God. There is no success without a successor. 
And so my question to you is, who is your hero? But the other side is, whose hero are you? Because it's not just about receiving, but we need to be those who say, for such as I have, I'm gonna give that away. And we are never too old or too young. Let us help people find their place of belonging. Let us help people find their place of believing. But what is so incredible is that we have the privilege of helping people find their way of believing fully in God and belonging to him. We are called, you and I, as Elisha was called. And I want to encourage you to invest in others, help others, give to others, be a hero and look for a hero. It is so important in our lives. And it's a new day for us to be able to do this. And so I'm gonna give you a challenge as we close today. If you have a hero in your life, I'm gonna ask you to put pen to paper and send them a little posted message of thanks. It's very easy to send a WhatsApp or a text, but write it, that's novel, and send it to them, just thanking them for who they are. And then I'm gonna ask those who have others that they are giving themselves into, you write a letter to them, encourage them, speak words of affirmation, cheer them on in this journey. And so I wanna pray for us as we close our time together. Lord Jesus, I thank you so much that we are here for such a time as this. Lord, the greatest miracle that we can enjoy over this summer of miracles is knowing you, knowing who you are and whose we are that we are children of the Most High God. But Lord, there is a journey that you are taking us on. And Lord, that we will not give up. We will not lag behind. We will continue steadfast with you. And Lord, as we come to crossings in our lives, I pray that you would give us the ability to focus, get rid of the unnecessary, get rid of those things that are holding you down. I just feel that there's some people who are listening this morning, you've got too many other distractions around you. And we need to watch that we are not distracted by all that COVID is uh, throwing at us at this time. We need to watch that we're not distracted by all the conspiracy theories. We need to watch that we're not distracted by what is happening in the political arena. Watch your mouths, beloved. God wants us to be people on assignment. God wants us to be people who are miracle makers. Speak well over this country. Speak well over the finances of this land. Speak well over the leaders. Don't look at all the things that would distract. Keep your eyes on the prize and then watch what God begins to do in your life as he says, I am giving you a double portion of my spirit. You will keep in step with me. You will be led by me and you will see my hand at work through your life. 
Lord, your kingdom come and your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Amen. Thanks for listening. For more podcasts, go to ivychurch.org slash media.